Previously on the Silly History Boy Show. <coughs> oh, sorry, sorry, I have no idea what that was. Right, well, um, three of the four Silly History Boys have been possessed by demons hell-bent on taking over the world through podcasts. All they have to do is wait for Lucifer and pass the time with tales from the world of myth and legend management. MNL already represents St. George and Joan of Arc, but who will be the next saint to garner representation by attending MNL's open recruitment session? This is all very confusing. I know I won't be doing this again. But really, I mean, who starts a trilogy on the third one? Mummy, mummy, why is there a girl Terminator? I want Arnold. Quiet, Samphire, or I swear to God that come 2024, we'll start with Avatar 3. I'll be good, mummy, you see. Just go and listen to St. George's Cross and stop being a big baby and deal with my self-indulgent writing style. Now, if you've been with us all the way, then do enjoy the show. And once again, you have my humble apologies. <clears throat> right, that should have the idiots covered and the idiots who've been listening since the first episode. What? It's still recording. Oh! <laughs> Gather ye mortals round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of Liverpool FC, Jurgen Klopp, and Brew Dog Beer. What you're eating, Beelzebub Bub? My vessel's diary. Found it wedged down the side of your vessel's bed, Perrier. It's hilarious, like a monument to sadness and mediocrity. As a fanta fiend. I'm all for mediocre sadness. Give us a reading. Of course, Tom Boos. Dear Diary, set aside thine secrets and personal growth and hearken ye well to your storyteller, me, your dear Uncle Bob-Bob. He makes his own diary. Call him Dear Uncle Bob-Bob. <laughs> this next bit is great. I'm so sick of the Silly History Boy Show. But now that football is back, I can finally begin to phase myself out of this tragedy with well-spun excuses and my new podcast, How to Ghost Colleagues and Influence People. Opening day of the 2021 season, and the Mighty Reds beat Bilbo's pathetic Leeds United. The result was never in doubt, and they were dispatched with supreme effortlessness. P.S. I hate Bilbo, and I saw him crying afterwards. <laughs> Keep going. My name is Bob Bob, and. Well, uh, it just turns into a flip book of him as a muscle man having a flex. Dear Diary, my name is the Pear Bear, and I'm addicted to painting little metal men and reruns of Highlander the series. <laughs> and I thought I lived in hell. Dear Diary, my name is Tombo, and I'm the hideous result of the ungodly union between Michael McIntyre and Donkey from Shrek. Ouch. Being of hell, you'd think I was burn-proof. And I'm Uncle Bilbo, tied to a chair, facing the wall. No longer in a pit, though. Well, you just couldn't nail down a good in-a-pit effect, could you? Serves me right. 
Close your food hole, pit boy. Your place in the silly history hierarchy is pain for all to see. But, but, I bring all sorts of good vibes to the show. Name one. Um, my punctuality on that Zoom meeting we had. Oh, pipe down. Ow! Oh, banter. Man, I'm bored. We could do a torture. Nah, I finished flocking a battlefield and gave my dwarf army a tidy once-over. Their beards are looking impeccable. The pain was glorious. Wanna take part in the third installment of the Saints trilogy? Still doing that myth and legend management bit. Now that is torture. Stick it on. You want the truth? We can handle your truth. Hello folks and welcome to M&L Management's Open Day. Apparently we're in the position now where we just throw open the doors and see what comes in. My name is Brenda and I shall be running this session. So we can get to know each other, let's go around the room, tell us your name and a bit about yourself. Good morning. My name is Geoffroy. I am a Frankish knight and I am here on behalf of a friend who needs aiding with his sainthood. Good morning, Geoffroy. You've really made the effort coming in full armour and you've brought so much kit. I find it helpful to make a bold first impression, madam. Noted. And you, sir? Oh, hello there. I'm Saint Denis, 3rd century Bishop of Paris. I'm looking for some increased recognition and maybe to take a bit of a run at those naughty pagans. Nice to meet you, Saint Denis. Oh, I heard that, madam. Um, um, that's Saint Denis with one N. Thank you very much. Also noted. And you, madame? All right, everyone. I'm Saint Agatha of Sicily. So, uh, where to begin? Uh, I'm Italian. All right. Uh, I'm well into crushing on Dio. Oh, sorry, that's God in your language. God, I just love all his shosh. But my mum says I've got a real problem with his premium chat line, right? Only dialer. What's she know? And truth, right? I could get on board with a bit of that pagan bashing, St. Dennis. Oh, I hear it's great for feeding the soul. Maybe we could get together and see what we can bash. I am a bishop, you know. Ah, totes in a probes, bishop. I'm only for the Lord. My honour's for him. I'm remaining chaste for him. Thank you, Agatha. And that leaves you, sir. You must be Simeon Stylites. That is correct. So what brings you here today? The truth. Ah, yes, Simeon. We can handle your truth. The M and L statement of intent. Not your truth, the truth. In my time, I had a direct access to some highly influential men. I look around this desperate place of industry and weep. I weep for you, surrounded by incompetent and soft-headed men. I'm not going to argue with you there, Simeon. Do you know the true suffering of a burden carried? None of you can possibly imagine. I'm a 35-year-old woman called Brenda. Try me. I thought I saw a woman of strong conviction standing before me. That I am. 
One of them pagan lads was all like, hey, you marry me. I was like, nah, jog on random. He had me first sent to a brothel, then to a jail. I stood my ground, even through torture. And when they took my phone. And when they took my breasts. Pagans, I hate them so much with their polytheism. I mean, I mean, I mean, pick a side. Am I, am I right? Am I right? I'm <laughs> everyone. Oh, Agatha. That must have been such a difficult time for you. Yeah, innit? But now I'm always trending for my bravery because of that whole freak show, so, ma. Fabrication! You are famous for a local Italian custom which involves making pastries in the shape of breasts and eating them. Well, yeah, but they're well delish. They're round, spongy cake covered in ricotta custard, marzipan, and, and there's usually a cherry on top. Well, they do sound good. Every day, good, but when you want, like, a little bit of me time, good. Stop it, you cake fake. I can't abide dessert-based lies. We have gathered for the truth, people. Agatha, we're done here. Mr Stylites, you are in no position to be telling people what to do. I spent my entire life telling people what to do. I'm a supremely qualified Christian. <laughs> All this throne shade ain't worth my time, bro. Laters. I'll vibe check you next week, Brenda. I'm going to send you that recipe on. Thank you, Agatha. Laters, Bishop. See you later, everyone. Get some of them cakes. They're wicked, innit? Love them cakes. I'm going to go get cake now. Later, bye. Agatha, my pagan bash buddy, wait! You poisonous oatfish nobody. They'll steal your tongue, you glorified party trick. I beg your pardon. Now, now, gentlemen. Your application states that you were a fine missionary, St. Dennis. Too fine, you may say. Actually, I go as far as saying I was totally awesome. Awesome? You fool. They cut your head off for it. You cut short your good conversion work for the Lord, and for what? Your big ending? It was a six-mile walk for charity, Mr Stylites. You are being unfair here. A six-mile walk carrying my own head, Brenda. I'm sorry, what? To the pagan surprise, I picked up my own severed head and walked off, all the while preaching the gospel. Such a waste of God-given talent. Brenda, you don't want this flesh in the pan. No staying power. Look, it's not even on properly. Oh, you arrogant man, you. The Parisian Collective Against Frenzied Strife, Headaches and Hydrophobia will hear about this. Oh, quiet, you. You're a fun run at best. Absolutely disgraceful. I'm, go I'm going to head off. I'm, 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 this is not a way to get ahead in life. I am going to take my head and go elsewhere. I have never been so insulted in all my life. I have been silent for too long. Oh, good Lord, Geoffroy. I forgot you were here. It is my nightly duty to defend the honour of those who... Cease your hot wind, tin man. I didn't see you piping up for that Italian girl. I honestly was having trouble understanding her. Wearing that shiny metal helmet, I'm not surprised. That is quite enough, Mr Stylites. You have been difficult and overly zealous this entire meeting. Quite frankly, your behaviour is unbecoming of a saint. The good woman is correct. And the Shilvaric Code compels me as a man to take over and... You've got the corpse of a dog in your gym bag. What? I, um, well, this may seem irregular, but his name is Saint Ginfor, 
and we are having a difficult time getting him recognised as a saint. You brought the corpse of a dead dog into a place of work, Joffwa. Ask him why he's dead. I killed him. I had left my infant son in the care of Ginfor so I could go hunting. Completely sensible thing to do. But when I returned, I found the house in disarray, the baby missing, and the dog covered in blood. In a fit of rage, I slew the dog. You hear that? Neglectful and prone to fits of rage. Oh, but I had regret just moments later. You chose that moment to have regret. No regret as you toddled off to hunt, leaving your boy with the hairy babysitter? No, because St Ginfor was perfect. You see, I then heard the cry of my baby. I found him safe under his bed, along with the dead body of a viper. St Ginfor had saved my baby from the snake. I mean, who mistakes baby blood for viper blood? Completely different. And short-sighted to your list, Brenda. The family and I set up a shrine to St. Ginfor, which has become a pilgrimage site where families can bring their infants for healing or protection. You know, if they want to go hunting and stuff. Get out, Joffwa, and take that damn bag of cult with you. St. Ginfor was perfect. So, Mr. Stylites, this leaves just you, then. You've made a career out of keeping folks at a distance, it seems. That and the truth, Brenda. Ten years ago, when I cared, I would have had you escorted off the premises, but that was then, and this is now. We live in a world of shouting and suffering, so what's another half hour of my life? Oh, my tale has all of that. Pile it on, Mr Stylites. Pile it on. Simeon, the son of a shepherd, was born in Sis. In our time, it is now the town of Kazan, in central southern Turkey. At the age of 13, Simeon, like all newly teenaged boys, began to seek out who he was and what would make him him. Ah, I remember my youth, my fervent need to be the most outdoorsy boy I could be. The soundtrack of my life pumping through my ears, Guns N' Roses, The Proclaimers. Iron Maiden! What's that, Simeon, my lad? Theo? Saxon? Judas Priest? Whoa, 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 stop right there, lad. Don't like the sound of that last one. Where do you find all that nonsense? The woods, father. There's loads of horn in the woods. Whoa, whoa, what are you doing with your hand? Are those supposed to be devil horns? Listen, my lad, you're lucky that the devil hasn't been created as a physical being with cloven hooves and horns yet. Otherwise, we'd be in trouble. Now, I've been up for what feels like forever trying to sort out an unruly ram. And those horns you keep throwing around I find to be a mockery. You want some proper stuff in your life rather than that upstart trash. Oh, but father... Hey, no son of mine is going to be preached at by such unruly bands of men. You want the traditional classic preachings, like that of Stones, ooh, or Beatles. But father... The Beatles. You're deaf, lad. Right, I'm off to have yet another throwdown with that blinking ram. Thinks he's better than me. Oh, we will see about that. The Beatles, eh? Cream. J. My Hendrix. Ah, the BT Tubes. Is this it? Well, okay. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. 
bit of a slow burn. Let's see what happens with the kick. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Not the sick drop I was hoping for. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Boom! Oh yeah! Check out that sweet meek action! Yeah! Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Consider me filled, O oh Lord! The Beatles rock! Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart. And with that, Simeon's zeal was sealed. Blessed he would spend the next few years obsessively scouring the charity shops in the province where he lived, searching out rough and hitherto unheard cuts of the Beatitudes. And of course, changing his haircut to match his newfound love for the Lord. Fortunately, almost divinely some would say, Simeon's province of Cilicia became part of the Eastern Roman Empire in 395 AD, and Christianity rapidly took hold. Around the age of 16, Simeon joined a monastery. Where is he, brother? Ah, yes. Um, well, he's, uh, he's locked himself in his room, Abba. Refuses to come out. What in the name of the Holy Father is that boy playing at? I may be the cause of this unrest, Abba. I had gently suggested that perhaps there was more to the Lord's teachings than just the Beatitudes. And perhaps he should expand his horizons. Perhaps, you know, the stones. Ah, Moses and the difficult second album, yes. All the apostles, you know, Peter, John... Roger, Keith! Who? Of course, the classics! Did his father teach him nothing? Well, he ended up inferring that my attitude was too soft to appease the Lord, and that the severity of his manner was in danger, through association of retaining the strength and consistency of fresh sheep poop. The boy's a nut! A nut that knows his sheep poop, no doubt. Well, he's now extravagantly retired to his room... He's locked in there reciting the Beatitudes at full blast. Oh, Lord, give me strength. Come on! Simeon! Simeon, my boy, come on, unlock the door! Simeon! Come on, unlock the door. I will not. No one understands me but the Lord. Let me try, Simeon. Let us find a way together. Nonsense. You, Jonah, come lately as will never understand what it means to suffer for our Lord with your incessant eating and drinking. Oh, bother. He's still hung up on dessert. What? It's a Lent thing, Abba. Blessed are the pouring spirits. Simeon was really throwing himself into the whole 40 days and 40 nights in the desert parable. Do you remember? Oh, yes, now I do. I informed him that 40 days and 40 nights was more of an expression of, oh, that's a long time, isn't it, rather than literally not eating for 40 days. He ended up passing out, Abba. During his Lent desert rant, I said, ooh, I could go for 40 deserts right now. It had been an emotionally trying day. You're not covering yourself in glory here, brother. Have you ever thought of a vow of silence? Sorry, Abba. Don't be too harsh on him, Abba. I shoulder the blame too. I was instrumental in the creation of the list of 40 desserts that would follow. I was being intentionally obtuse 
naming extravagant and out-there desserts. Chocolate souffle. Milfoy. Good God, ma'am, not crock-em-bouche. Yes, Abba. Forgive me. Learn to read the room, brothers. With a brother as doer and severe as Simeon, I'd go no further than fruit cocktail. Even that may be too YOLO for him. Well, the damage is done. Simeon, my lad, come on, let's open the door and have a bit of a pray. Your sickly sweet prayers will turn to ash in your mouth. You sin, you all do, but you don't know what it takes to really carry sin with you, to sin hard. Association will taint my self-sacrifice. You don't know that, Simeon, my boy. We could always go for a post-prayer fruit cocktail. And with that, well, not that exactly, probably something way less silly, Simeon was asked to leave the monastery. He would now need some new digs from which to worship his lord. Hole in the ground? Mm, no. It's only so deep one can go before one perishes. A cave, maybe. Perhaps that's a step too far at the property ladder just yet, Simeon, old boy. Found anything you like? friend? What? No. We have plenty of choices, ranging from the homely to the opulent. What was your last place like? Like a monastery. Ah, house share. <laughs> I should warn you that we have to up our deposit for party boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I jest, of course, but, you know, seriously, big deposit. What? No! I require very little. In fact, all I require is some solitude and quiet in which to love the Lord. Well, I see you've already passed on the hole in the ground. The cave is a good option, yeah. Running water, good airflow, mostly free of Caspian tigers. Hmm, I'm not sure accommodation of that standing is truly reflective of what I stand for. And what is that? Slightly off-kilter hermitage with a hefty slice of sin. Ah, you want a hut. Nothing says, leave me alone. There may be weird stuff going on in here. Like a good hut. Good? Decent? Mm. Totally basic? Sold! So Simeon moved into a small basic hut. Hello, neighbour. I'm Magnus. And you are? Simeon. Delighted to meet you, Sim. Valentina and I are delighted to see the old hut is finally having some life breathed back into it, especially after the whole Caspian tiger life dragged out of it debacle from a while back. So sad. If you need anything, please don't hesitate to knock on, yeah? I require only peace and solitude in which to worship the Lord, Magnus. Goodo, and call me Mag, a man who likes to keep himself to himself. I can respect that, Simelim. Simeon. Not to impose ourselves upon you, but Val is rustling up her famous porridge and vegetables chainer, if you'd like to join us, chum. I must decline, Mag. Oh, come on, Simsim. It's super bland. I will not be tempted. Plus, it's Lent. Simeon went full shut-in. He would now abstain from food and drink. Simbo? You in there? Yes. It's been a week. How are you feeling? I am well and sustaining myself from the nourishing larder of my Lord Glow. That's great. Just wanted to see if you fancied some leftover white bait. Val went a bit wild last night. No. Right-o, Cymbalina. 
Let me know if you change your mind. But Simeon would not change his mind, for there was too much abstaining to do. Twenty days and nights, Simba. Would you like some pie? No, we're all good in here. The fast track checkout of my lord's supermarket will provide. Now, I seem to have misplaced my loyalty card, but I assure you, my dedication is second to none. If I bring the receipt back with me next time, can I claim the point? Well, okay, SIM card, but as a reminder, the Val's pie is also super bland and not extravagant in the least. The offering of bland dessert would only consolidate Simeon's need to abstain. So he's been in there 40 days and 40 nights, you say? Like, literally? Not as in, cool, that's a long time, sort of way. Indeed. He's turned down pie, porridge and various fishes. Crikey. Good thing I brought me cart and shovel, poor bloke. So sad. Well, I suppose I'd better start looking to see if there's any catacomb space available. I believe Lent is over. The hot food counter was closed, so I'll take that bland pie now. Looks! And indeed, lordy. Simeon spent a good while in this hut. Some sources say a year, others say as long as three. His Lenten experience was lifted on high as a miracle. With his fame growing, Simeon decided it was time to move on. If nothing else, it would distance himself from the constant hosting of Magnus and Valentina's terrible cooking. Ah, oh, hello friend. Back again? Did the hut not stand up to your all-night rages? <laughs> I jest, I jest. <laughs> Though seriously, you, you probably lost your big deposit. Nothing of the kind. I require even more solitude. Ah yes, Madge and Val. That whole Caspian tiger thing happened at the wrong hut, if you ask me. Anyway, listen, it's been a good long while. How's that cave looking now? It's looking good. Running water, you say? Oh, yes. And fantastic airflow. And it's not too big. I know some caves can be, well, cavernous. Well, we have one that's less than 20 metres in diameter. Most acceptable. I'm looking at continuously standing upright so my limbs will sustain me. Bit of a diet, eh? Yes, it's called the heel-toe diet. Well, look after yourself. You already look pretty thin, mate. So Simeon sought his rocky refuge on Mount Leilun, which is now Sheikh Barakat Mountain in northern Syria. But this did not prove to be a peaceful mountain hideaway. My lord! Because of the pride in his heart, the emperor has forgotten you! I really think that he should be raising his hands up to the heavens and asking for your swift punishment to overtake him. Hmm? Well, it, it's because of, you know, them. Well, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. It's just that if you say it, people jump on you. No, I'm not just having a pop at them. Well, no, I, I see how it could be construed that way. I disagree. I know lots of them. What? Well... No is such a vague term. What is it to really know someone? I, I throw myself upon your mercy, and it is to my eternal shame that you don't agree with me, O oh Lord. I'll have all the kinks worked out for my letter-writing phase that I'm thinking of cracking on with pretty soon. Ah, oh, yeah, excuse me, are you Simeon? What? Uh, I'll call you back, Lord. 
Um, yes, I am he. Wow, I thought it was you. Felix! Yeah, it's him. Amazello! No way! I can't believe we found him. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure? That's dripping in sin, that is. Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm Atticus, and it's... I want to say terrible to meet you. What do you want? I'm on a work call. We know of your incredible fasting. 40 days and 40 nights. That's a long time. How long did you really do? 40 days and 40 nights. Now, I should really be getting back to it. I've got to craft a difficult letter to Emperor Theodosius II about a certain section of people. Unbelievable. I know, right? Their places of worship were seized for a reason, and the Emperor's attempt to secure their rights is most displeasing. No, I mean, unbelievable that you lasted so long without sustenance, and unbelievable that this has now gone quite dark. The Lord was my shepherd's pie I did not want. Anyway, I think a strongly worded yet pious letter will straighten the Emperor out. For as a Christian, it is my duty to press this upon him. So, goodbye. But Simeon, please, we've pilgrimaged a long way to find you and seek your counsel. Yeah, at this rate I won't write my letters for years. And I've got all that Octo-Chan moderating to do. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'm not deleting anything. Okay, what do you need? Make it quick, Felix. I'm suddenly not feeling very well and I'm sure he's one step away from saying globalist. Okay, okay, uh, right, here it is. <clears throat> Did you really not eat or drink for 40 days and 40 nights? Seems excessive and sort of made up. Get out of my cave! I am getting zero devoting done! <sighs> Simba Mega Drive! Magnus! Loving the new lifestyle choice, Simpson. This cave is really you. Yes, it is. It gives me great standing space to worship the Lord and ruminate on a certain group of people who shall remain nameless. Don't be coy, Silmarillion. No, I really should be getting on with my devotions, Mag. Fair enough. Well, I just came for a prayer, really. But I suppose I could crack on with my Octo-Chan missive without it. Wait. Yes? Maga first, 1488. At the Lord's service. Oh, your posts are legionary. So much use of the word burning. Well, I will say that prayer for you. Only if you have time, Simbo. It's quite a cue for me. Oh, no. They all look like rather angry and entitled boys. Oh, don't worry, Simpossible. I'm sure they're burning to meet you. Oh, well, I'm flattered. Yes, <laughs> Seems to be enough sin to spread around here. Unfortunately for Simeon, these gross pilgrims just kept coming, seeking him out for his wise counsel and prayers. With little time for his private austerities, this prompted Simeon to move out of the cave and eventually adopt his new way of life. I could try the hole. Oh, no, there'd be no escape from the well-wishers and prayer mongers. I mean, don't get me wrong, Lord, as a Christian I know I have an unquestionable wisdom to impart, and that said wisdom will be received with grace and a, quite frankly, a famished need for more. What's that, Lord? Sorry, I'm having trouble hearing. It must be from all that frothing and shouting by my devotees. Trouble on the ground floor, eh, sir? Ye gods, man! 
Are you following me? By no means. Just opening up a new branch here in Telenissa, and I spotted a valued customer. Wanna get high? Beg pardon? Ground level is just so old school. You tried the hut and it wasn't right. You elevated yourself in the mountains and it got better, yes? A bit, yes. If it wasn't for all the prayers and banging counsel I was giving, it would have been as adequate as perfect could get for me. Then stop. It's pillar time. <gasps> the cool, refreshing isolation of a pillar. Yes. Indeed. This pillar has private access that only you control. You need alone time? Then ladder up. I've got a lovely ten-foot starter pillar with your name written all over it. So Simeon began his new way of life atop this pillar. He would take up various positions of devotion upon the small platform at the very top. Ah, so refreshing up here. I'm closer to God, and I can really show him what a naughty sinner I've been. And people say pillar time is bland and tasteless. Can they be correct? It's adequate perfection. <laughs> I've brought you some flatbread and what I've been assured is goat's milk, Dominie. Don't you master me, boy. How in the Lord's name did you circumvent my private access? Climbed it. It's not far. Ten foot in it. Do you want the food? I suppose I could come back in forty days. No, no. It's probably best I take it with thanks. Okay, bye. See you tomorrow. Uh, 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 oh, door. I could probably rig up an elaborate pulley system. Ah, uh, never mind. So this was Simeon, a pillar of the community. His career path would be on the up and up from here, living atop ever-increasing pillars. Again, Simeon's fame increased, so much so that it drew attention from the monastic elders that lived in the desert. They had thoughts of ordering him down and forcibly pulling him off if he disobeyed believing this extreme worship to be prideful. Though when they ordered him down, Simeon displayed such humility that the monks told him to stay on his high perch. The highest of these perches was said to be 50 foot. In the book History of the Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, Simeon's life was described as follows. In this last and lofty station, he resisted the heat of 30 summers and the cold of his many winters. Habit and exercise instructed him to maintain his dangerous situation without fear or giddiness, and successively to assume the different postures of devotion. He sometimes prayed in an erect attitude, with his outstretched arms in the figure of a cross. But his most familiar practice was that of bending his meagre skeleton from the forehead to the feet. Wow, yoga is getting tougher and tougher these days. Ladder down? Oh yes, by all means. Yeah. I have made peace with the fact that my lofty devotions have attracted many a sightseer from far and wide. And as a Christian, I cannot possibly turn down the attention and fame my wise words have brought me. Right, Mr. Stylites, we have your afternoon schedule here. We'll start with some pilgrim ladder face-to-face -face time and then devote a good block to that Letter writing. Uh, any ideas? Read the preaching content. Swearing and money lending. Totally on brand, Mr. Stylites. Oh, that reminds me, we've had some correspondence from Emperor Theodosius II saying he's gladdened that you're over your bout of illness. Ah, uh, yes. Funny you should mention the Emperor. I have been meaning to write a letter to him, re money lending. 
I'll thank him and his good wife, Aaliyah, in my letter. Goodo, now about the wall. Oh, yes. The wall is of paramount importance. Can't be seen to be lagging on the wall. What would people say? So, we will build this wall. Double wall. Yeah, a uh, double wall around the pillar so as the people do not break your concentration. Uh, we could beef it up a bit, say you're performing a heavenly inspection. Sounds impressive. And then we can let them through in the afternoon. No women! Oh yeah, of course no women. That goes without saying. And on that point, well... Yes? What shall I tell your mother? Tell her if we are worthy, we shall see one another in the life to come. Well, okay then. Ladder up. Simeon spent 37 years upon the pillar. He died on or around the 2nd of September, 459 AD. A disciple found his body stooped over in prayer. You want the truth? We can handle your truth. And scene! Well, Mr. Stylites, I can't see anything problematic there. I'm afraid to say that I think we here at M&L Management will be unable to represent you at this time. What? Why? We have quite a few clients that occupy your area of expertise. And what is that? You occupy the growth markets of arrogance and blanket intolerance. Why, as we speak, we have a member of staff undertaking a review into his own blanket intolerance. This is a disgrace! I want to speak to management! I am the management. I will not be stonewalled by some woman! Noted. I suppose it's back to your walled pillar where the scary women are not allowed to bother you then. Have a good day, Mr Stylites. Never in all my life have my words fallen on such deaf ears. You can expect a strongly worded letter from me. Excellent. We here at M&L are always open to feedback. How dare you? I'm a Guinness World Record holder, you know. Oh, how nice for you. Well, if we need someone to put pegs on their face or eat lots of beans, we have your number. Never in all my life. Oh, Lord, they didn't even listen to my story. Probably because they're riddled with them. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, no, not them. The other ones. Uh, anyway, off we go. Oh, why are the worthy ones always the worst? Brenda! Greg! We've got a problem. It's Mitch. He's had a reaction and he's loose. Oh, Greg, no. Wait, you weren't using the experimental socialist serum, were you? We're still in the trial portion of testing. What's the point of us giving all those bulldogs top knots if you're just going to waste it on Mitch? It was all going so well. The steady fusion of Marcus Rashford and Rage Against the Machine was working. It really was. But then someone had left the telly on in the break room. What channel? What channel, man? Yesterday. Oh, it was a lower low. Oh, my God, have mercy on us all. It was the fake. Madonna with the big... Just calm down, Greg, and have some cake. It wasn't supposed to end like this, Brenda. Oh, these cakes look like... Pull yourself together, man. 
We're through the looking glass here. The tape is still running, Greg. Turn off the damn... I liked that Sibian fellow. So full of confidence. I like the way he tortured people with his letters. A pillar. Let's stick the fat one on a pillar. I know you're not talking about me. Anyway, I'm bad with heights. I once looked up the shard and got all wobbly. What, from the ground? Ugh, your lameness is agonizing. So naturally, I'm torn. I love agony, but the spy's talking to you. Where in hell is Lucy? This is getting silly. Maybe he's changed his mind. But we're so close. The stats of this podcast are holding steady, and the time to move is now. Even if we have to be patient and grow the brand, we still need Lucifer. From hell with Lucy! If he's going to leave us in the lurch, then we'll force his claw. Sacrifice his thistle. That'll get his attention. No way. Could it be? He always did have excellent timing. The door, it's bleeding. And a flair for the dramatic. What does it say? Stand back. Things go wrong. You can't explain it, you can't predict it. Killing Bilbo won't bring your master back. I'm sorry that he fell, but that was a long time ago. You gotta move on, man. Stop living in the past and look what you've got right in front of you. What are you talking about? Me. Who are you? I am Thaddeus Bent, bookmonger, storyteller, lubricator of the mind. Was that from Twister? Twister had it from me. Oh no! The word of God! That's right! Bill Paxton sends his regards! His extreme regards! Break on, foul beasts! Oh, oh. oh, my head! The last thing I remember was opening that package! That was one hell of a throw! Bob Bob? He's okay! Unconscious, but but he's okay. Oh, the poor lad. He must have dropped his fanta all over the front of his trousers. Oh, and he's lying in a pool of it too. A known fact, one third of all exorcisms results in the loss of consciousness and trouser oopses. I don't know where you came from, but I'm glad you defied the bubble rules, Mr... Um... Thaddeus Bent. I'm a storyteller of terrifying tales. I've written more than 411 spooky tales about Great Britain. Or 412, I've just thought of another one, actually. It's about a couple of mermaids whose friend get killed by a speedboat, so they open a, a video shop on the high street. Uh, it's an interesting uh, a combination of Jaws, Splash, and Be Kind Rewind. And anyway, the mermaids lure people to the video shop and then murder them with tridents. And we've got a podcast as well. Another podcast? It's called the Fatty Spence Terrible Tales Podcast. And it's going to be out soon. There's a little trailer of it on Spotify at the moment. And Apple Podcasts as well. So it's if you want. It's on Podbean as well. Yes. Um, but um, it's not like the Silly History Boys. It's got swear words in. Like bum.
not history, is it? Every episode will be making literal history. How can we ever thank you, Thaddeus Bent? A mensch on our show? A guest spot? Do you record in this domicile? Indeed we do. I'll decline. I am what is known as a super smeller, and this place, if you'll forgive me, is Wee Wee Central. How about a socially distanced drink? Our treat. Oh yes, I, I could possess a Capri Sun mothership. A Capri Sun mothership is all four flavours of Capri Sun um, combined together in a stein or two. Great. Grab a Bob Bob arm, Pear Bear. <laughs> and some fresh pants. That was a good sized twister. What was it? An F3? Solid F2. See, now you've lost me again. It's the Fantascale, my friend. It measures a tornado's intensity by how much it eats. Eats? Exercises. That one you encountered back there was a strong F2. Possibly an F3? Maybe you'll see some fours. Oh, that'd be sweet. Four is good. Four will relocate your house very efficiently. Is there an F5? What would that be like? The finger of God. Guys? Don't be making cool new demon hunter friends without me. He's not in our bubble. You're breaking the vague finger-wagging guidance laws, you know. You're bursting the silly history bubble and you'll be sorry! Don't Cramp My Stylites, the tale of St. Simeon or episode 15 of the Silly History Boys show was written and produced by the Silly History Boys. Simon Stylites and Greg were given agency by Stu, the Pear Bear Perry. St. Dennis, Head Monk Abba, Magnus, the Village Boy and the Public Relations Disciple were played by me, your dear Uncle Bob Bob. Jeff Wah, Simeon's father, Monk One, Atticus, and Narration were performed by the versatile Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram. Yes, it is the same as the town in Diablo. You have quite a treasure in that Roderick cube. Monk Two, the estate agent, Shovelman, Felix, and Narration were provided by a man who could be hiding in your fridge with his baby right now, the personable Tom Tombo. Many thanks for the additional noises of Lara Larry Bradburn, who puts in a seminal performance of St. Agatha of Sicily. Thank you. Beth Bethsemane Furmore, big thanks to her, who burns with a cold fire as Brenda from MNL Management. And introducing Thaddeus Bent as Thaddeus Bent, who wishes to remind the listenership that he once paid Pear Bear 30 quid to do the sound at his York Fringe show, and then he got the sound wrong and didn't return the money. Are you telling them? I am, yes. Well, I wouldn't have minded, but it was the first cue, and we couldn't start the show until he did it. Look, I'm not comfortable doing this anyway. He once let me stay on his sofa for six days for free. Well, I was always having a pop at you in the credits. Yes, I know that, but this is my only ever opportunity to be the bigger man. Well, you've ruined that, haven't you? So I have. Damn. And these two minutes will probably bring the episode up to an hour. Record. My name is Tombo, and I'm the hideous result of the un...
Well, this line is really not very nice. Anyway. 